Liberty Station is brought to you by my good friends at Devoted Capital, where they believe how you profit matters. They're dedicated to helping you align your investments with your values, empowering you to a life well-lived. It's interesting in this environment right now, what I'm finding is so much of the nonsense that is going on, the diversity and inclusion stuff. And and look, folks, it is nonsense, all right? Um, I have only been a part of businesses in my life where they reward people for their product, hmm. meaning what they are doing, what they bring to the table. I've never been exposed to a business environment, and I'm sure it exists, okay? So I'm not saying it doesn't where people made decisions based on immutable characteristics or things like that. Again, I'm sure it exists. I've never personally seen it in all the businesses I've ever worked in. We hire good people who bring things like hard work to the table and talent. It is irrespective of whatever they look like. But now we have made that to be front and center on everything to where it is absolute nonsense, to where you are skipping over people who bring genuine talent in favor of somebody just because of an immutable characteristic. It makes no sense, and it ultimately harms the business over time. Yes, diversity of thought is, is valuable. Yes, diversity of, of uh, points of view are valuable, all that stuff. But that's not what they're hiring for. They're hiring based on these immutable characteristics that, you know, or, um, you know, behavioral proclivities or whatever you want to call it behind the scenes that are irrelevant to a workplace. You know, get the job done and get it done with the highest level of, you know, efficiency, creativity, whatever the job is, do it. But I think it's the nonsense um, uh, I think the nonsense is driven by these consultants because you talk to, and I talk yeah. to these leaders of these big companies, the executive teams and things like that, and even some of the HR folks and everything, and they know it's nonsense. And I ask, well, why are you doing it then? Well, I guess it's just a thing that we have to do now. But wait, it's destroying your business and it's making people miserable and it's highlighting miserable stuff. Why? Well, I just guess, you know, it's kind of what we have to do now. Oh, okay. So who's really in charge? Our robot overlords? Yeah. I mean, what is yeah. this? Who's really making these decisions? Because it seems like the, again, the, the, um, some of the most highly respected CEOs I know and executive teams, they're like caught up and dragged along with it. I don't get it. Well, it's interesting too, because, you know, there's a guy I greatly respect. His name is Vivek Ramaswamy, which I'm sure you're yeah. familiar with. Yeah, yeah he yeah. started Strive Asset Management. He's, he's trying to do what we're trying to do, but he's going after the investor community. So he's trying to gain favor on corporate boards so that he can advocate for common sense right. and the sort of depoliticization of the investment world. Because so much of what you're talking about where it's like, wait, who the heck is making these decisions? Yeah. So often it's... Alien overlords. It's got to be. And it's called BlackRock. Yeah. That's the name of those that aliens. That is true, yeah. Often. Yeah, Not the ES, always. But the ESG, the ESG people, the all that people. stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so much of this goes to the. there are these people in boardrooms that we don't see that are part of a club that we're not in yeah. that ultimately decide that, you know what? We know our profits are going to lack for this. We're going to go the whole, we're going to go the ESG route anyways yeah. because we want favor. World Economic Forum calls them global stakeholders. 
And these are companies that are being used for some sort of ideological or political gain. And so these are companies that we all know and use daily. These are the major, major corporations, Unilever, P&G, that own so much of our lives. And at the end of the day, they're beholden to a different God than you and I are. And it's called this sort of secular humanism that has uh, has caused them to act in a way that we're like, wait, is this even good for your business? And they can't even tell you with a straight face that it is good for your business. It's not. They just don't care anymore. Yeah, no, that's the that's the thing. They're so powerful yep. that that they aren't affected. I mean, you, you look at uh, app, uh, you look at uh, Disney and some others who are now starting to be affected because because the consumer you know, very quickly can, you know, vote with their paycheck, right? And so the consumers are looking at this stuff and they're turning things off, you know? And so they're having these miserable failures, but because they were so wealthy for a time, they could afford it. Now, you know, we'll see because it seems like they're starting to go, oh, wait, wait, we're feeling this, you know, they've got a hiring freeze, you know, they're, they're, um, they're having office bomb after box office bomb. And so maybe they're going to walk that stuff back. Um, you know, Unilever and those, I mean, the, you know, we're not making the decisions on the soap that we buy. And so, it, you know, they're, they have these, you know, steady, uh, just continuous, um, you know, measurable, stable businesses that are so massive that, you know, they can afford to make these decisions and, you know, become these global concerns that control as much of our life as they possibly can. And, and, and we're not making the decision. Yep. Yep. It's true. And I think what's interesting to watch too is that, well, and here's, here's my ask of everyone. My ask of everyone is that when a Disney or a Netflix comes out and admits that they need to move away from the woke stuff, because the new CEO at Disney tried to say that last week. He said, it's time we go neutral. I'm excited to hear that. At the same time, you're going to put your money where your mouth is when you fire your chief diversity officer. Yeah. Show me you're going to do that, and then I'll believe you. Because Elon took over Twitter, and the first thing he did is clear out half the staff that were all in the sort of social justice roles. Yeah. Community engagement supervisor, chief it, inclusion officer. Because, again, to keep using the word, those are mostly nonsense roles. Yes. Those people aren't really doing nope, any nothing. meaningful work every day. You yeah. know how we know this is because if the world goes on fire— you know, those jobs are completely useless. Like, you know, if we are in a real war all of a sudden, and by that I mean kinetic war, where people are, you know, uh, worried about the, you know, food that they're going to, you know, get in the next hour, you know, then those things go away overnight. And you saw how useless most of those employees at Twitter were. It was so funny. All the journalists were like, Give it 48 hours and Twitter's going to fall apart. We heard from eight inside sources that Twitter's about to fall apart. Yeah. The code's going to freeze. Everything's going to be done. Twitter works better than it did three weeks ago. Oh, man, it's fine. Faster. Yeah. And, they're, and they're having more daily active users than ever before. And so it's like... And if you're conservative, you're gaining followers yeah, after followers all of a sudden. Like, they took where the, were all of you? They took the thumb off yeah, of it. Yeah. And so you look at it and it's like, A, if you're one of those employees that were terminated, it's like, first of all, you know... I can feel bad for you all, all that I can, but at the end of the day, like you were working for a snake, you can't be surprised when it bites you. Um, Twitter wasn't; it was a venomous organization, and so it, it yeah, it was needed, unprofitable it, it's too. Unprofitable, um, burning yeah. f- 
$400 on lunch a person. I mean, just all the stuff that you see, and you're like... Wait, yeah, but th- they did have a kombucha and a wine bar oh, and all of the most wonderful things. Because that's a purposeful workplace. And you could play some foosball and Perfect. some, you know, you could go to the roof and lounge and, you know, we have our one meeting a day. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's... it's And so yeah. when you see that the company is thriving better when half its employees are gone, it's like, holy cow, management was worse than we thought. Yeah. And so now you look at these companies and it's like, you're going to see some in the coming days backtrack on the woke stuff because they're realizing that, oh, shoot, this is hurting our bottom line more than we thought it was. Don't believe them unless they're putting their money where their mouth is. Well, listen, okay. The other thing, too, uh, you see those movies where you uh, hit the uh, bad guy with a brick that came into your house you know, yeah. or a frying pan, right? And I've, and I've used this illustration over and over again. And then people go, yay, and they walk away. And then the bad guy gets back up and you know ends up uh, you know g- uh, killing everybody. Um, keep hitting them with that frying pan. Yeah. Okay. Don't go back to Disney now just because they say that, you know, oh, yeah, 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 we're going to reverse course. When they start putting out good, unwoke product Boom. that people want to watch Boom. and things that are edifying to families, things that are not, um, you know, filled with, you know, sexual innuendos or, you know, evil little Marxist ideologies or stories or things like that meant to, you know, slowly over time brainwash your kids, then we'll believe them. Amen. Do you know whom you're voting for? With every product you buy and every dollar you spend, you are casting your vote. Devoted Capital offers values-based investing portfolios that are designed to help you reach your financial goals, all the while making a positive impact on your life and the world around you. They are dedicated to educating, engaging, and empowering you to be wise with your investments and to equip you to be knowledgeable with your vote. Visit their website at devotedcapital.com to learn more about values-based investing or dial 805-372-0821 to speak to your values investor advocate today. Investment advisory services offered through Alliance Advisory and Securities, LLC, registered investment advisor. Um, hey, so I wanted to get your take on, um, you know, some of what you see happen in our midterms here. Um, you know, wanted to get your uh, smart guy uh, assessment and observations. I don't know if I can provide that. You might need another guy. But uh, already, I know you well I, enough. I, I can try. Um, I had two big takeaways from the midterms. The first was that if the conservative side of the aisle is going to waste time finger pointing, it's going to be a very detrimental use of our time in preparation for 2024. Meaning, I think a lot of people came off of the the midterms elections and started trying to blame certain people or certain candidates or things like this for our loss. Uh, and first of all, we didn't really lose across no, the board. No, we didn't. We actually we, had a lot of wins. It, it just wasn't the red uh, tsunami. It wasn't the, yeah. as Joe Rogan said, the elevator doors and the shining yes, and the it was uh, red that. wave of, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I understand that disappointment is merited. I think a detrimental thing is that when people start doing things like, oh, well, it's Trump's fault or it's it's candidate quality. or it's any, they, In Pennsylvania, voters literally voted for a dead guy. Like, yeah. It, it's not candidate quality. I'm, I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of a lot of our choices. But at the yeah. same time, uh, when you're voting for a literal dead person over any sentient human being, which actually happened, uh, you got to look deeper. There's something deeper going on. So I look deeper, and uh, you discover that 
Married men voted Republican. Married women voted Republican. Unmarried men voted Republican. There was one demographic that broke for Democrats, and it broke by 37 points. Yeah. And it was unmarried women. Number one issue yeah. was abortion. And so this election, came as crazy as this sounds, this election came down to unmarried women showing up in droves to vote for the right to terminate their own child. Yeah. That is absurd. It's shocking. It's heartbreaking to hear. It's a lot easier for us to just go the finger pointing route and say, well, if we just had this candidate in there, it would have been different. It's like, no, 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 guys, at the end of the day, there is something detrimental happening in our young people to where they actually believe that the right, quote unquote, and if you're just listening to this, I'm doing massive air quotes here because it's not a right. There's no such thing as a right to kill your baby. They believe genuinely that that was under assault this election and they needed to do everything they could and show up in droves to fix it. And and it worked in so many places that were of great consequence. We actually won the popular vote. We did really well. We turned out well in a lot of different places. Um, But at the end of the day, there is a cultural issue here. And to just focus on like political solutions to cultural problems is a mistake because there's something far deeper. The second takeaway I had was... um, I saw a lot of people wake up on Wednesday morning with a lot of disappointment and it almost stalled their action. And I get it. I understand the temptation. But at the same time, part of why we exist at Public Square is we want to provide an outlet for people to vote every day with their dollars, their time, their resources. And so I think if you were disappointed about the election on Tuesday, uh, totally understandable. Let's wake up Wednesday morning and realize that we don't, thankfully, have an option solely the options to vote every two years. Instead, every single day of our lives, we can live them on the platform of our values so in that we would actually elect, quote unquote, the businesses we want to prosper, the community leaders we want to prosper, the um, advocates and the cultural icons we want to platform. So I think what people should realize is twofold. One is culture matters way more. When you have people running multi-million dollar ads lying about what abortion is, trying to tell you that a miscarriage is yeah. an abortion. Yeah, that that was uh, that that uh, the lies don't surprise me. It's the swallowing of the lies that are so that's a stupid yeah. that that that's what surprises me. Or again, yeah, I think it's right. Identifies a massive cultural issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we need you know we need to rescue these people by raising better people. Yep. Amen. And the only way that does that happens is if it's a daily thing, not a once every two years Amen. thing. Yeah. We got we got to bring different people to the forefront in cultural, business, economic, community activism platforms and pedestals rather than trusting that there's one cultural figurehead that's going to save our side, whether it's Trump or Elon or DeSantis, whoever it is. Yeah. That's not going to be how we win in the long run. No, no, it's true. And there's no, you know, there's no saviors here. Um, you know, I, I was never, um, I mean, I, I voted for Trump uh, the second time around. The first time around, I did not. I was not a never Trumper, but I just knew here in California, I wanted to be able to have conversations with my liberal friends and say, <laughs> and I wanted to say, Hey, he wasn't my guy because he really wasn't my guy. And I wanted to be able to honestly assess what I saw him do and call balls and strikes, which I did. And I thought he governed surprisingly well. He kind of blew me away on what he actually ended up doing and how effective he was and how much the left hated him was great evidence to that. Um, I... um, want people to get away from looking for a savior or a hero, whether it is him, Ron DeSantis, uh, you know, a, a, or a Elon Musk. We, you know, we should only be looking to Jesus Christ as our savior. Um, what I saw in this election, I'm, I'm happy in, of 
weird way that we did not have a tsunami, which I had said I didn't think we were going to have a red tsunami. I, I was hoping for a red wave, um, but I didn't want a tsunami because then I feel that people would have just gone back to reset their old ways. And Fair we're point. in a desperate fight. And the left is not going to be content with, oh, okay, the pendulum swung back a little bit. All right. No, they, there is no pendulum. There is no pendulum. We are on a, a path to total disorder. You know, God is the God of order. We are moving towards chaos. We are given towards entropy. That's where our culture is going. And it needs to get bad enough that people are willing to reset it. Not the great reset, but a recalibration back to moral clarity and back to appropriately knocking heads when people get out of line and appropriately calling good good and evil evil. And we need to have that reset. If we had had this massive red wave or tsunami, people have just kind of gone back. The reason we didn't was that first point that you talked about was, yes, uh, very much culturally, you know, we had people because of the abortion thing, you know, um, come out in those droves, women, liberal women um, do that, but also because we are old-timey boxers, and we were fighting MMA, and we just let them have it by playing the game, oh, you got to vote in person. I got a ton of pressure here in our political organization that, that we started, and um, the the efforts that we were promoting, I got pressure of them saying, "You Bryce, you got to tell people to vote day of," and I was making the joke, "No, vote early and vote yeah. often." Yeah, obviously the second part's know, a joke, yeah. but get vote early, ancestors just get, to vote. Just get it in, yep. right? Yep. Don't because people, I I think, and this happened in places like Arizona and others. The polling was high, the polling was ahead, people waiting in three and four hour lines, being stymied by. I mean, you you advertised how you were going to vote that means you advertise how you can be defeated you know how they can you know put some headwinds in front of you you know and 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 people didn't collect ballots in the places where that's legal like we should yeah, we in did. california we, it's legal yep. we did here yep. we did Good. here and we you know we won our supervisory races and we won some very significant races that we were really after and focusing on with our resources so we did good in some areas, but we didn't do what we needed to do. Yep. And I kind of want things to get bad enough that it wakes people up for real. Well, you're a perfect example of your comments being so true. In California, it has gotten so much worse than the rest of the nation. One of the only places we had major wins yeah. in the country was the state of California. Yes. Flipped house seats. We had uh, my local mayor in Carlsbad. Beach City in San Diego, California, Republican mayor, which is like unheard of because it's gotten bad enough yeah. to where you've got moms coming out. You've got sports athletes starting to speak yeah. out on it. You've got all these different people uh, that are starting to say like, OK, it got bad enough. I'm sorry. Here we go. We're ready. And that you had churches ballot harvesting because it's legal yeah. in the state. And we have some conservatives like, well, my principles won't let me do that. It's like, dude, play the game that they set for you. You're not the one that had to make it legal. They did that. Like, I agree. I wish ballot harvesting wasn't legal. But in California, it is. So I'm going to get my church Uh, to ballot harvest. Until we go the way of Florida and we reset the rules to things that make sense and things that cannot be trifled with or, um, you know, cheated on or things like that, until we reset to those things, we must play the game that we're given. Agreed. 
Could not agree more. And honestly, it doesn't matter who we have in 24, whether it's Trump, DeSantis, or anybody else, down ballot, it will not matter unless we start to play that game. Yeah. Because otherwise, like you're describing, we're in wartime, not peacetime. Would you ever in wartime tell your enemy, hey, I will be exactly at this location, exactly at this time, using exactly this weapon, and I will be exactly there for this long? It is so stupid. Well, you and, never and, do that. And it's because people don't believe that we are actually in yeah, a war. True. And we are actually in a war, folks. Now, again, it's not a kinetic war, um, but... Don't you think that it could not go there? And don't you think that the uh, the left will be the ones that want to draw it to that point? Yep. And I'll and I'll give an example of that. Their nonsense with calling words violence and hate speech violence and all those sort of things is expressly to shift the narrative to the point at which they employ actual violence, yep. which they will try to do via the state. Yep. That's their that's their mo. When they deploy actual violence, they can say, well, they started it first. Remember, yep. words are violence. Well, it's so true because if you, if you pull most leftists and you ask them, do you believe a, an appropriate response to violence is self-defense? They'll say, yeah, like if I'm being attacked, I have a right to fight mm-hmm. back. It's like, okay, so you just admitted your entire playbook. Because if all of a sudden you can convince an entire population that me misgendering you is violence, Mm -hmm. then you can respond with violence. And that's consistent with your worldview. So me misgendering you, like in Norway, is now cause for prison time. So it's like, if that's the world that they want to create, it's no wonder that they're trying to get the military on their side. It's no wonder they're trying to get police on their side. It's no wonder that they're trying to weaponize the FBI and the NSA and the CIA. It's no wonder that they're trying to police the state. it's funny, we as conservatives get prided as the people that love the cops the most. It's like, there's an ideology that loves authority yeah. far more than we do, uh, and it's them. That's, that's why it's funny. When we criticize the police when they are um, a, the arm of a tyrannical regime, which, you know, you can love the police and want appropriate law Amen. and order and back the blue, yep. and at the very same time say oh, no, they should not be enforcing mask mandates or other tyrannical rules or shutting your business down or all those sort of things. But when you do that, they go, oh, I thought you backed the blue. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) No, I do not back uh, tyrannical authorities uh, who are uh, oppressing us in the uh, employee of the state. Look, I'm going to admit something. I'm a terrible gift giver, but not this year, because my friends at Good Ranchers are making it easy to give the gift of meat. This is actually a great idea. In fact, a hard economic year for most has caused essential gifts to be more needed and wanted than ever. Fortunately, you can easily give the most essential gift of all this year, delicious meat. Good Ranchers has gift boxes and gift cards so that you can give America's best meat and seafood this Christmas. With discounts on orders of five boxes or more, you can save on gifts for the whole family or your business. When you give someone a box of Good Ranchers, you're gifting them more than the best meat they've ever had. You're giving a true steakhouse experience. With 100% American, USDA Prime, and upper choice cuts of beef, chicken, and seafood, you're sure to beat out the new socks and re-gifted candles for the best gift of the year. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com and use code LIBERTY at checkout for $35 off your delicious gift of meat. If you know someone that likes meat, then you know someone who will love Good Ranchers. Your gift goes further with them because they take the premium price out of premium meats. Go to GoodRanchers.com and find the perfect box for you or a loved one 
in their curated selection of hand-trimmed meat and seafood. Give the best meat in America, support local U.S. farms, and get $35 off your essential gift with my code LIBERTY today. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. And the left would tell you, you know, if you get one that's honest enough, they'll tell you, well, I, I like federalized police. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of local police because yeah. then you get the bad apples. That's what they'll say. And so that's why you see them going so hard after the justice system and the FBI. Oh, because... they want to remove sheriffs yeah, um, and put 100%. the sheriffs under under direct uh, authority. Um, so because the sheriffs are so dangerous to them because the sheriff's an elected position, the sheriff can, uh, you know, can uh, choose not to enforce tyrannical um, uh, orders. Yeah. And uh, the reason that they would like to dismantle that model is so that they can have central policing and they can move police in and out of communities. Because the worst thing that goes against them is if you're my brother and you're a cop, you don't want to enforce that on me. Or if you just know me in the community and we're friends and we go to barbecues together. So what they do is they will often, and you see this with tyrannical regimes, they take the police from other areas to enforce it in local communities where those people do not live. You just said something that I think is perfectly encapsulating of why there's a worldview that's at play right now that's so dangerous, and it is the leftist ideology. You said they can't stand sheriffs because they're elected positions, and that's so dangerous. That's the core of their argument. They genuinely believe that mm-hmm. someone being subject to the will of the people instead them instead of them. Oh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. We can't let that happen. It's like so for the party that claims that they love democracy so much, for them to also be the people that will gladly throw away the will of the people if it's out of alignment with the regime. Uh, it, it's it's you see the hypocrisy uh, day in and day out, and so it's it's. That's really the core of the argument, and I think it's what should inspire all of us to realize, like, okay, if what they fear the most is the will of the people, let's make sure the will of the people is empowered, strong, concise. Like, it, it's something that we spend a lot of time on. We engage locally. You should care who your sheriff is. Riverside County was way better than Orange County in COVID because Riverside County had a great sheriff. Yeah. San Diego County, we were okay because our sheriff was okay. Yeah. So you kind of go through this, this county by county and you see, oh my gosh, the sheriffs that were and elected officials in general that genuinely believed in the will of the people prospering, uh, those were the ones that stood with the people when the government came and yeah. said, it's time to forget the people, focus on us. Yeah, well, God bless the Ventura County Sheriff's Department because we have a good sheriff awesome. here and we have a good sheriff's department and we awesome. have guys that are actually in um, the face of massive increases in crime, still doing great police work. So love it here and really appreciate those guys. And we are blessed here in our county. It's great. We've got a great public square community in the Ventura County too. Shout out to you guys. They're phenomenal. A lot of great businesses here and great community leaders that are taking part. Yeah, amen. So um, so I wanted to get your uh, take. Um, I know you've been on Tim Pool's show, which I'm a big fan of, of he's awesome. uh, what he's doing. I think he's terrific, and uh, you know I'll probably end up on that show one of these days. That's right. Um, he, uh, but I, I, I think he's uh, you know doing real journalism, mm-hmm. and so I appreciate him. Uh, what uh, is your take? I'm sure you followed the. Uh, uh, Kanye West, yay West now, uh, Saga and some of that. Uh, do you have any thoughts of, um, you know, that? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's That is just such an unfortunate downfall. Agreed. Uh, it's hard to watch, honestly. It's like it's like witnessing a, a train 
coming to a car and you know, it's about to hit and it's just, it keeps getting worse and worse. And, um, I think, I think the, the challenge in that situation goes back years because the way we treat celebrities in this culture puts so much undue pressure on them that they don't deserve because no human deserves that much like idolization. And so when you idolize these people and then you see how much their life behind the scenes, uh, does not reflect a perfect person because none of us does. You build this, these two lives where Kanye behind the scenes is dealing with real struggles and dealing with like family disorders and dealing with mental health issues and dealing with all these different things. Kanye in public is seen as this idealistic figure that we should all trust every word he says that he's this brilliant artistic genius that can do no wrong. And so there are a lot of people that were like so shocked by Kanye's comments. And I think my response to Kanye's comments was like, dang, like yeah. this, it sucks that this is where it went. Um, and of course I, you know, I, I think what Kanye said was probably rooted in literally a manic episode. I think he's yeah. losing his mind. No. And that, and that's the sad part of it's it so sad. To, uh, to me in, in following it pretty closely. Um, you know, is that, yeah, you're watching a mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, and it is like watching a car crash and I'm, I'm bummed to see it. And, you know, people are focusing, you know, obviously, I mean, he had some of the most abhorrent comments, yeah, uh, I, you know, I mean, I, on Alex Jones's show, you know, on, on, um, you know, Tim Poole. Also, you saw um, on the, on Tim's show, you saw him uh, react super negatively to the m- smallest amount of just the beginning of pushback, because Tim was going to, you know, just start to challenge him on certain things. And you saw what happens when you are being told that you're the greatest all the time and everybody around you is not disputing anything that you ever say. And that's one of the major dangers to celebrity is nobody is telling you what they should be telling you. Um, And that, by the way, happens in churches. It happens in, you know, big business organizations. It happens in all. You have to have real friends and people that you have in your inner circle that will tell you to knock it off or will tell you that you're wrong when you need to be told that you're wrong. And uh, being a celebrity, people want to come around you and just worship you to get a piece of you. So true. And, and, you, and you're seeing that, um, you know, because, I mean, he even, by the way, started to talk about it a little bit and yeah. started to go like, you know, hey, when I was 24, you know, like I didn't know anything and everybody's telling me, you know, yeah, that, that takes its toll. And so you have to be so grounded, and I think you have to have... Um, a you know deep understanding of you know God and His purpose in order to you know weather that at all, you know. But but yeah, it's it's sad um, to to see his um, his breakdown. I mean, I've never been a you know Kanye West um, you know fan of you know any order, um, and I find it funny that the conservative community, when he starts to say a couple of conservative things, you know, people want to oh put him on our shoulders and say you know, and we do too much of that hero worship ourselves. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously he said some unbelievably stupid things. You're having uh, Alex Jones come out. I think today I saw him somewhere yeah. going, "I hate Hitler." Yeah. I you know he's making sure that he gets all these things in, yeah. you know, uh, and and you know, good for him, man. He's he's a uh, you know a controversial figure, and he's having to go like, "Wait a second, I you know I'm not a part of that." Yep. Well, and I I think that's too what differentiates people like Alex because I I I 
I have d- some disagreements with Alex Jones, of yeah. course. But overall, I, I think that Alex Jones does not get the credit he deserves for a lot. He ends oh, up yeah. being right about a lot. Oh, Here's yeah. what I at least no, was. Res- I'm going to end up having him on the show. By Come the way, on. So, there you yeah. go. Um, but he's been right on all right kinds on of things. Of things. Uh, you know, he was ahead of the game on you know Pedophilia Island and Jeffrey yep. Epstein, and yep. he hit a whole Bohemian bunch of things. Grove, everything decades ago. Yeah, and so for a guy like Alex, I'm glad he came out and like made it very clear to everyone. Hey guys, um, yeah. uh, this this was really dysfunctional, yeah. and I just want everyone to know exactly where I stand. You see the difference in a person like him and a person like Nick Fuentes. Yeah, because. Nick, I've I've disagreed with Nick about things in the past, uh-huh. uh, lots of things, and I've followed him because I I do think there's a whole subculture that values Nick, and I've tried to figure out why. Like, why do they really love everything? Yeah, that I, guy I'm, says? I've got to be honest. I'm I'm almost completely um, unaware of Nick and uh, all of his stuff. I've not followed him. I don't know what to really think about him. I don't trust what um you know the media says about anybody these days because yep. you know they i mean look some somebody online you know is like charlie kirk is a racist and it's like come on man i know charlie personally yeah. and i know you know and i see what turning point does and you know we get the inside view on all of that sort of stuff and they say that about every single person so true they say you know every single human being that's on the conservative side is racist bigoted homophobe yada 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 against all countervailing evidence that shows what is really being done and and again you know you look at all of the um uh black and latino and asian and every other stripe um you know turning point folks that are you know loving oh, yeah. uh you know conservative uh you know and and winning in that world it, it's absurd so getting back to fuentes you know i have no idea really about him he's he's got a big following and yeah People don't see it because he's not on Instagram, he's not on Facebook, he's not on Twitter. He's been kicked off all those places. So people don't see how big the subculture is that that finds his views um, attractive. I will say that I've witnessed in those circles a lot of dropping off this past week because I think what people realized is, I think there are a lot of people even in, in that sort of subculture that might have had some sympathy for Nick. They agreed with him on some things and they disagreed with him on other things, so they kind of stuck around. What Nick revealed himself to be in the last week is a leech that is defrauding and taking advantage of a guy who's clearly having a manic breakdown. Yeah. And that to me, um, that to me is really saddening because I already didn't like a lot of Nick's views, but I didn't necessarily think the kid was evil. I thought he was misguided and he's young. Right. Now I'm like, dude, when the worst thing you can do to someone who's clearly experiencing a manic episode is go and throw gasoline on the fire. Yeah, that's terrible. So that you can profit off of it. It's like, dude, they're, they're, I have zero respect for that. And so a lot of people were really angry at Kanye for his comments. I'm more sad about his comments because That's how I feel. Hitler Hitler would have thrown him off a building. Like Hitler yeah. hated black people. Yeah. And so it's like, dude, you don't even realize you're cheering on a guy no, H- who Hitler was an you. occultist. Yeah, exactly. You know, he was and, satanic, and, he was yeah. a globalist, he wanted the Third Reich, a world government, everything Kanye claims to be against, and then he's wearing a Balenciaga mask, and it's like Dude, what? No, I, we're we're watching a you know complete mental breakdown, yes. and that's what's sad. And it and is. and he doesn't clearly, or maybe they just don't have power enough um, or influence enough. But he doesn't have friends around him that can that can grab him by the collar and go, bro, yeah. you know, pull it back, and we gotta you know deal with uh, your mental health here. Yeah. So that you know, I'm sad for any human being that is um, you know going off of uh, any kind of 
cliff, and I believe that that's the stance that we should have as as Christians. Um, so it, you know, it, it bums me out to witness that, and it bums me out to see the uh, media and everybody else really feed into that, rather than recognizing that that's what's going on Agreed. and declaring it and saying, "Well, okay, guys, we need to we need to come together, you know, as a world and just go, okay, let's not, you know, uh, enjoy somebody's self destruction." Yeah, but so true. In home security, the number one home defense system is a land shark, otherwise known as a large protective dog. Well, we in the Eddie house have a new Rottweiler pup. Reacher is his name. He's already 90 pounds at seven months old, and I believe a big part of that is good nutrition. We do not feed our dogs the pet food equivalent of Cocoa Puffs. We feed him a carnivore diet and supplement it with pomade. Most Pet store pet food is completely stripped of real nutrition and all the vitamins and minerals your dogs need to be healthy and vibrant. Pawmade is an all-natural longevity health supplement for dogs. It's made with a total of 23 dog-friendly superfoods that include premium superfoods like organic mushrooms, kelp, goji berries, and two different kinds of probiotics to keep your pup healthy and strong. This veterinarian-approved longevity formula boasts nutrient intake, protects against toxins, and guards against premature aging. That's important because aside from poor diet, pesticides in your grass and yard, poor air quality, and other toxins can wreck their health. Right now, there is a limited time offer, especially for our listeners. For every purchase of longevity formula, you'll receive a free bottle of Palmade's hip and joint formula. To claim your offer, go to pawmade.com forward slash liberty or call toll-free 833-PAWMADE. That's P-A-W-M-A-D-E dot com forward slash liberty or call 833-PAWMADE. P-A-W-M-A-D-E. Yeah, so um, along those lines... um, you know what else has been you know remarkable to you lately in you know kind of our, our crazy you know uh, news cycle that seems to you know never stop i one thing i've been processing a lot recently is that there desperately needs to be and i think we're on the front end of this um there des- desperately needs to be an awakening to how the government is handling our resources. I think people have realized in this last season how big the government truly is yeah. and how much of our lives they truly control. And so when we give billions of dollars a week to Ukraine, but we have people in Michigan who can't get clean water and people who in Mississippi who can't get clean water, and we've got homelessness rampant in this country and people dying of fentanyl overdoses because we don't secure our southern border, I think there's this recognition uh, recognition, and I hope it only increases, of like, wow, we should really start at home. You know the airplane metaphor where it's like when you got a mask on that drops from the sky oh, right. in the yeah, airplane, put it on you need to put it on your first before you put it yeah. on the person next to you. Sure. That's not selfish. It's because, hey, you're of no use to your person next to you if you pass out of oxygen. Now they pass out too because they need to help and you can't. So the best way you can help the countries of the world is making sure your own one is taken care yeah. of. And so I think that there's also like um, a real push for a healthy form of nationalism 
that I am here for. I love it. I think that's happening in commerce with people wanting to support American-made businesses. I think that's happening in um, the Inflation Reduction Act was mostly garbage, but there was an element of it that actually finally prioritized American-made business interests rather than European, which I enjoyed. Everything else was total garbage, and it was more about social progressive policies than it was actually curbing inflation. Yeah. Um, But I think even amongst the left, there's this wake-up call of like, oh, wow, we are losing a lot of our, I shouldn't say the left, maybe amongst the moderates, there's a recognize, uh, a recognition of like, wow, we're losing a lot of what has made our country special and our streets are falling apart and crime is running rampant and homelessness is out of control. And wait, why are we giving billions of dollars a year to the guy again who's doing GQ magazine shoots while he's claiming he's at war? And I'm not d- denying that he's at war. My point is, it's like, guys, let's take care of America first and make sure that our country is taken care of before we, sh- uh, we, we shell out billions of dollars to countries that that money's being lost too. We're yeah. not even sure where it's going. Yeah. And people just are like, well, we just got to do what's right and stand with Ukraine. I think that's another example of people realizing that like, maybe we haven't been told the full story. And I'm hoping that this becomes a death by 10,000 paper cuts type of thing where yeah. we realize like, okay, we're done. How are we actually doing? Let's start here first. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. And I think that, um, you know, look, the, the far left is never going to wake up. I mean, you know, on an individual basis, totally. some of these people can be, you know, um, waking waking up and, and realizing that, oh, wait, that was foolish. And, you know, maybe they'll have, uh, you know, a kid or something that'll wake them up. I don't know. But um, what, what we do need is the regular uh, good people or the normal people, as Kurt Schlichter said, we need Love to it. return to yes. the normal party. Normal. Yeah, just get normal people. Yeah. Um, and and there are um, some you know amazing people out there that have been maybe a little bit misguided in some of their political philosophies, but know that what we're seeing is a great fleecing of the American public. When you look at a Ukraine, which has been a long time the major seat of money laundering for our politicians. I mean, we're talking going back decades now at this point. And, and when people are starting to realize that, I think, you know, okay, hang on a minute. Maybe we should have a proper accounting of these things. Oh, wait, what? FTX was contributing to the Ukraine. The Ukraine was sending, Perfect you know, money example. back to, um, uh, you know, sending it back, you know, to our politicians and they're giving to the Democrat Party. And, you know, you're, you're starting to see all of those things being laid bare. Again, the far left, you know, they're doing their thing, and they will never be in charge nope. of the of the um, global enterprise that they are supporting. They will never have positions there. They will not own farms. They will not be able to do their artwork. They will not have creative spaces to, um, uh, you know, do their meditation in. They are going to be swallowed up or put against the wall and shot. Yep. Okay, the global elite is who we're fighting. And I'm hoping that regular Americans, normal people, start to wake up to that. Yeah. Amen. And I, I'm hopeful that we will. I think that people are going to long in the coming decade as those global elites get more open and honest about their plans. Normal people are going to long for normalcy more than ever. We're not going to eat the bugs. We're not going yeah. to stop driving our cars. We're not going to stop using a, a, a leaf blower like in California. They want to stop doing gas-powered leaf blowers. It's like, guys, most people don't care about this stuff. Yeah. And we're we're done playing along. This was cute when like we watched the little Swedish girl on the TV say that the planet's hurting or whatever and you know but like in reality you're telling me that a liberal arts student in Upper East Manhattan knows more about the environment than the Montana rancher? Like yeah. I, I think he probably knows more about how to keep a forest 
like pretty healthy and vibrant and sustainable. I think, I think probably the Wyoming fisherman knows a little bit more about making sure that things are sustainable. I think I'm going to trust them yeah. with the fate of the world rather than uh, Klaus Schwab and all of his kind of democratic party shills. And so I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly and I'm hopeful that the normalcy will prevail. Yeah. Well, you know what, unfortunately, man, and, and this is a pretty dismal view but it it's actually exciting to me to be honest um and, and maybe it's just the you know weird wiring that i have i don't believe that we will be able to pull this republic out of this mess without a real collapse oh, i agree with you and i think because you cannot until the money is gone yep. you cannot uh collapse the bureaucracy that is in charge yeah. the you know super state the uniparty the um you know embedded dark money and all of those sort of things that are running things you know it it all has to collapse it all has to be that there's nothing there you know they have to run out of other people's money to spend and then those people have to go and get new jobs. You know, maybe they'll be, you know, blowing leaves uh, here in California. They'll have to do something else than continue to rob us blind. And the only way is for it to run out. Well, and that's to that point. Again, I think, unfortunately, what's going to cause people to crave normalcy is watching their plans prevail so long as they still are fed by the money machine yeah and so i think that's the unfortunate thing i wish all of us could just wake up tomorrow and be like you know what we're tired of this don't we all agree aren't we all tired of this let's go for normal and then our politicians would just say you know what yeah you're right guys sorry we're not going to push any further yeah you guys are they the boss my, you know my bad yeah. i we've, we've gotten a little Forgot bit to out represent of control you guys my bad yeah that's not what they think and so unfortunately while i do believe like i said that the average American, especially, because we have this built into our DNA as Americans in ways that other countries don't. We at least have a constitution we can look to. We at least have a bill of rights that we can point to. Countries like Australia, they don't have anything like that. Right. Their constitutions don't secure inalienable rights that was given to them by a creator, not the government. It's like that. Australia started as a prison island. Like that's the, the opposite of, yeah. right? So we no, at least no, have and the only semblance of it they have ever had is actually the runoff from our Constitution. That, that I always find so fascinating because yep. even they believe that they have the rights that we have because we've kind of led the world, and this is the standard. Yep. And then everybody else has kind of followed that and kind of generally operated by the rules that our, you know, our um, Western supremacy, okay? I'm not a white supremacist. I'm a Western supremacist. I'm a Western supremacist. Yep. I believe that we won the culture war for a time. Yep. And now it's and now it's all being dismantled, but we won. Our ideas conquered all other ideas and created prosperity for yes, everyone. Because even the people that were mistreated in our system, and I'm not gonna you know deny that we had a lot yeah. of mistreatment. We did some really terrible, god awful, immoral things. That thankfully. The same seeds that that uh, you know were were planted in our constitution that created that prosperity also corrected a lot of those wrongs. Amen. Um, but we made prosperity, uh, you know, across the world essentially, and everybody took advantage of the standard that we set, and now it's being abandoned by us. And then you see it go away in places like Australia. Yep. You know, oh yeah, no, we don't have to give you rights. And that's going to my point of like the airplane example. We did set the example for the world. 
And then for whatever reason, and I can point to a lot of reasons, but for whatever central one, whether it's just the desire of destruction or I don't know, there's a lot of reasons you could judge intent for the left, but uh, we took our airplane mask off. We've been losing oxygen. And so like this idea that, well, we don't really need American exceptionalism and let's all just believe America is a terrible place and let's not really fight for those values because whose values are they anyways? They're just old white men's. And let's just believe that everyone's truth is equal. As these ideas permeate into Western society and to America especially, the rest of the world will suffer for it. Like if you think you're helping Eastern Africa by degrading the United States position in the world as the leader of free thought, it's not going to happen. It's going to be the very opposite. Yeah. Eastern Africa will suffer as American exceptionalism fades away. And it's actually funny. There's a, not funny, sort of tragic. There's a great real example of this. The leftist institutional um, establishment of education in the United States has fought for a long time for renewable energy to be utilized in America far beyond the actual means of sanity. What that's done is it's caused us to embrace solar panels everywhere, embrace windmills everywhere, which in turn causes a massive issue. Where do you put those things when they're done being useful? What do you do when you need to recycle those things? No one had enough forethought to think that through. So what we do, we take apart these solar panels and we ship them to Eastern Africa. We bury them in the dirt in Eastern Africa where they are infecting water in communities that are already riddled with problems. So it's like, you guys think you're helping. You think that humanity is a cancer. America is taking too much of a drain on the Earth's resources. So you put up all these renewables. What you end up doing is creating a problem for the very people that you say you're trying to help. Yeah. It's the uh, science fiction equivalent. You know, you've seen these movies where these people are living up in the clouds and these amazing little platforms. Yeah. And, the, and oh, my God, it's so beautiful. It's amazing. And you fly up there on your, you know, limousines. And then down below, the, it's like the all the waste is just in everybody else's space down below. And up here, oh, listen to this. Look at this perfect, wonderful existence that we are living. Well, you're living it at the expense of everybody else. And yeah, we ship our trash and we ship our waste all to these other places. And then we also are destroying their ability to move uh, up in the world because we will forbid them from actually using the, uh, you know, coal and other um, energy sources and so they'll continue to burn trash and you know not be able to have you know good infrastructure because we will prevent a lot of that stuff because no you need to be green of course yeah and so they're gonna burn dung yeah i mean i even the electric car thing in california they're pushing for this by 2035 that we wouldn't have any more gas powered vehicles being sold uh have you ever seen a lithium mine like to make the batteries to power electric cars, and I'm not necessarily against electric cars in principle, but to claim that they're somehow cleaner to make an electric car and that the world would just be better is so short-sighted. Look at a picture of a lithium mine versus a fracking operation, and you tell me what's hurting the world more. If you look at pictures of lithium mines, they look like it's the Roman Colosseum being rebuilt out of what was once a pristine forest. I mean, it's like this awful stone everywhere ripped up from the earth, like this entire forest being demolished. And you go look at where oil is pulled from the world, and it's actually like a pretty sustainable operation. Fracking is not inherently dangerous to the world. Look at nuclear energy. Nuclear is fantastic. Cleanest, safest, most cost-effective, but we don't like it because it's scary. It's like, guys, at some point... I hope and pray that sanity prevails because if it doesn't, we do end up in this sort of rock bottom where it's like, okay, great. Uh, 
we aborted the kids. We trans the ones that still existed. We are polluting communities across the world while we think we're holier than thou. We believe that we're all evil anyways and a cancer to society. So what are we really left with? That's the world that they're going to create. And I think then that it's the anecdote and the responsibility for conservatives and Christians specifically have lots of kids. Get married and stay faithful. Work at something, put your hands to something, and be really successful doing it. Embrace common sense and sanity above all else. Do not be given to the whims of the world. Make sure that you're indoctrinating your kids, not the world. Like these simple truths that have guided humanity to prosperity in the Western world since its inception, it's like we have to get back to that, back to the basics. Otherwise, we're going to end up in the spot where their natural conclusion will play itself out and we're all just going to be along for the ride apathetic to what's taking place around us, you know, and that's the situation I definitely want to, don't want to end up in. Um, but time will tell. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, listen, man, we, um, uh, we do have hope and that hope is in, you know, Christ, Amen. that hope is in, um, the fact that we have the God who's the God of this world and in charge of it. And, uh, you know, we need to be continuing to do our duty and we need to be fighting hard, um, for his principles. And I, and I mean that sometimes it is really fighting, right? We need to be fighting against evil in whatever capacity God has given each and every one of us. The only way I believe we'll be successful in that is not just in our own hearts, but in our communities. Amen. And um, I appreciate everything that you are doing because you are certainly putting all of your energy into creating a community. And um, man, what a blessing. So thank you for joining me and appreciate you uh, rolling over time with me. Uh, we, we might have to chop this into two episodes. I don't know, Eric. Uh, part one and part two. Uh, uh, Eric hasn't uh, you know signaled if we, uh, if we hit part two yet, but um, you know, give, you know give, give us an idea, man. <laughs> We're both talkers. That's fun. Uh, well, listen, you know, and Lots I talk... to talk about, too. That, that is true, and this is an example of an episode that I talked way too much on. No, Because you uh, are infectious no, no, and fun. No, 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 that, that, I, I really enjoyed this back and forth. This was really fantastic, and I'm grateful for the invite, and I am hopeful. I'm, I'm strongly with you in that hope. I wouldn't be doing any of this if yeah. I wasn't. And whether the left decides to be insane in perpetuity, or whether they decide, or a portion of them decide to wake up and realize that our way is better... Either way, we're yeah. going to keep pursuing our community. We're going to keep pursuing our own um, our own uh, organization within society that leads to human flourishing. And we just hope and pray that as many people join us along the journey as possible. Yeah, well, I, th I think we need to neuter the left. And, and by that, I don't mean physically, in case anybody's <laughs> worried. Um, but I do believe we need to... I mean, thankfully, well... In that regard, they're neutering themselves yeah, anyway. They're, don't they're, do that. They don't want to have kids. No. You know, they're uh, they're you know transing the ones that they do have. Yeah. Um, but what we do need to do is remove their ability to affect us. And by that, you know, the community is one part of that. Um, and then we do need to you know reach out to the normal people you know in the world and recognize with those other normal people that our fight really is for sovereignty and it is against the globalists. It's against the oligarchy. It's against our uh, robot and uh, alien overlords yep. that, that want ESG and everything else to be dominating. So anyway, brother, hey, I really appreciate you spending Thanks, all this time with me. And, uh, and yeah, we are both talkers and I had a good time talking with you. Me too. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thanks so much.
Thank you for joining us on Liberty Station. I hope you enjoy the show. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on Rumble, Liftable TV, or Spotify, or anywhere that you consume podcasts. Please text these episodes to your friends and support our advertisers.